Welcome to Synchronic Cinema. I'm your host, Case Espros, and I'm very excited for this episode because we have the one and only Jamie Stewart of Shushu on the line. Jamie is someone I've been seeing live constantly in Los Angeles since I was like in high school, and has been constantly leaving me on the edge of my seat with his songwriting ever since. I cite him all the time as a source of inspiration to me, and is someone whose work means a whole lot to me. He's had a prolific run with his Los Angeles native experimental band Shushu since 2001, breaking down musical normalities, and hasn't been slowing down ever since. Jamie is also quite the film enthusiast, so today we will discuss his relationship to cinema and its influence on his work. Thanks for being here with us today. Oh yeah, a pleasure. Thanks for asking. Obviously, Shushu is named after uh, Shushu the Sent Down Girl. Um, Correct. You're qu- on your Wikipedia, you're quoted as, <laughs> like, it might not be a right quote, but it says that you've said that that yeah. film has, <laughs> has like, inspired... <laughs> Well, sure. it, on your Wikipedia, uh, yeah. it says, yeah, the, the film has... Our Wikipedia page is, is fraught with misinformation. I'm um, sure, but... <laughs> is that is that uh, true? Yeah, that, it, it, is, it is correct that we did name the band after that movie. Um, uh, Corey McCulloch, who I started the band with, um, she and I had seen the movie when it was in the theater, uh, not together, but, uh, you know, at the, the same time that it was... Uh, publicly released um, and we're both we're starting this new band we had played in a couple other bands together we were starting this new band um, and at the time uh, both of both of our lives were complete mm-hmm. shambles um, and basically every time we tried to do something to improve our lives it completely backfired <laughs> yeah. uh, which is exactly what happened to the protagonist in the movie Shushu. Right. right. Um, I mean, obviously, in com- <laughs> it couldn't be in more different circumstances. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were living in San Jose in <laughs> yeah. the early 2000s, and our two, uh, you know, white guys, and she was living in China during the Cultural Revolution, mm-hmm. and was uh, a Chinese woman. Um, <laughs> However, we we related to her efforts to change things and have the world decide that all of those efforts were for naught. Um, additionally, my brother, who is a, uh, at this point now actually a fairly famous designer, uh, also told us that we needed this short band name. He has done a lot of work for us and was tired of us having long band names. So Shishu on a page, just as shapes, also looked good. Um, but it was... Uh, it was mostly because we, Corey and I, related deeply at that time to the to the character of Shushu. Would you say that the sound of your music co- comes like? I mean, I think it's probably natural for you to just like make what you make. But do you think if you had, do you think if if you had never seen that film, the band might sound different? Um, I. We had we had kind of been working on the sound of the band prior to having come up with the name for it, so I don't know if the sound would be different. But I, I genuinely, gen, excuse me, sorry. Generally, the sound of the band is deeply affected by movies. Um, I think the, I think that that movie helped us to put into focus what we were trying to put across emotionally, uh, and. Right for lack of a better word, conceptually, 
but in terms of the, the sonic influences, it didn't have so much to do with the movie. Um, but the movie kind of deeply kind of coalesced uh, or kind of put a fine point on our intent. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of people would probably relate you to, like, devastating cinema. <laughs> but, but... I'm kind. I'm interested. <laughs> I guess it, yeah. I guess it, it's pretty fair. But um, I think I think um, I'm I'm all, I'm interested in just kind of like your your background in cinema. Like just like like take it, you know, as far back as you can remember. Um, when oh you, God! I never thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, just like even when you were like a kid, like just how you were relating to films. Sure, I had. I can think of two, well, three <laughs> fairly pivotal instances. Uh-huh. Um, I did not have, for better or worse, in some ways, absolutely for worse, and in some ways for better, I did not have a lot of supervision growing up as a child. Um, <laughs> both of my parents were really struggling with a lot of their own mm-hmm. issues, and they, they did their best, but... Sure. Uh, my brother and sister and I largely were uh, un- unguarded a lot of the time, and in some ways for better, and that the world of imagination and creativity was went largely unchecked for uh, days at a time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, but that that also, you know, not having someone look after you <laughs> sometimes uh, is, is the most uh, assuring feeling as a small person. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, for some reason, and this relates to that, my parents, when we were way too young, rented us Fast Times at Ridgemont High <laughs> about 12 times. I don't know why. Like, over and over. Like, it's like the perfect teacher. Go to the video store <laughs> and just like, you know, I mean, my brother is six years younger than me. I mean, I was too young to see it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, like preschool or something. <laughs> you know, we were sitting around watching it. I never discussed this with him. I got to ask him. You know, my sister's you know younger than me, also. Sure. Um, and we, you know, the three of us would be watching this. Uh, I recently rewatched it on an airplane and was stunned at how much of it I didn't recall, and stunned at how wildly inappropriate it was. Oh yeah, for a, a preschooler. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so seeing that many, 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 many times as a child, I think. Uh, in terms of cinema, might have opened a door into me being beyond my control, adapted to things that were quote unquote wrong. Um, and then, uh, despite uh, my parents not really supervising us particularly, my mom, my dad was a very successful musician, and my mom was a hippie. Uh, so you know, they were both interested in art. So my mom would take me to go see art movies uh, as a kid, and, you know, from the time I was in junior high. Like in the um, theater? At, in the theater, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like kind of junior high, early high school. Uh, there was something she and I would do. Not a bunch, but, you know, we probably saw 20 movies together or something. Yeah. Uh, and when I, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles in the Valley, and uh, they're far fewer now, you know, but at that time there were, you know, there were probably, you know, 10 or 15 art houses in, in the valley, which is the fucking suburbs. I mean, not even at uh-huh. like the, you know, 
cool part of LA. Um, <laughs> sure. So we would, you know, we would, we just knew which we wouldn't even know what the movies were. I mean, we would just, you know, we knew which theaters showed our movies, so we would just go and see a bunch of those. Um, I don't really remember a lot of what we saw, but it, they, it, it was very apparent to me that these were totally different um, in terms of you know tone and subject matter and how things were shot and how music was used than you know whatever theatrical you know like action movies so were you like enjoying your time with your mom like seeing these films i felt i felt cool definitely (laughs) and i was like i was wanting to be a cool kid sure (laughs) um, or i was it was i was beginning to understand what counterculture was and you know beginning to understand that there was music beyond you know what was on regular top 40 radio uh-huh. um and i was you know i was connecting this to that i mean i couldn't i couldn't i mean the time i mean she didn't know anything about movies really i think she just, i think she was she was a very 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 young when she had me um so i think it was a fairly similar experience for her uh i think she was also still trying to kind of find what was interesting to her as a person and then realizing that it's something that you know we could relate to as as humans together were you having like musical ambitions at the time, like while you were watching these with her? Like, had you had you been playing? I didn't in... really. There wasn't really that connection. It was really more about finding something special, I think, uh, or finding something uh, that was more meaningful, or that uh, was more unusual or had more depth. Um, that required a more effort, I think, than that in later life. You know, that I think it planted seeds to then exploring those types of things in music. Um, I was kind of fucking around playing music at that uh-huh. age, but I wasn't really serious about it. I think, uh, um, but it, it definitely planted this, uh, planted those seeds in terms of continuing to look for those types of things generally in life. Um, and then I had a, a godmother, or still have a godmother, she's still alive, who uh, um, was a very famous uh, folk artist. Uh, and um, she took me to see the Kurosawa movie Ron when I was in junior high. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it was having like a, um, is it like a, a reissue or something? That's not the right word, is it? Like a, not a, a, a reprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like something. a, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a new high-def so. version. <laughs> in a theater. Uh-huh. After it had been released. Do you remember what theater? This uh, was in L.A.? This was, uh, it was on Pico, it's at the Lemling on Pico. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, and the reason I remember it is because I go there pretty regularly now and I oh every single time I remember going out with my uh, my godmother mm-hmm. um, and at, at the t- as a kid I was into martial arts and uh, uh, you know a, a samurai movie uh, basically <laughs> um, yeah. and like an art samurai movie yeah uh, and it, it, it was it was the same it was the same kind of thing going with my mom. I, the reason that I bring up that type of thing with my mom because I remember that title specifically, and I can't for the life of me remember anything that I saw with my mom other than uh, the types of movies that we were seeing. Just like in, you just remember um, like the tone of the films. I just remember going to art houses, and you know they were much smaller. The types of you know the, the movies were different. The people who were there were different. They were 
obviously the feelings of the movies were quite different. But I remember Ron specifically. But it was a, a similar kind of thing where I understood that there was something um, particular and um, separate from quote-unquote normal movies right. um, about about this movie. And it, in, in, in the same way, it just kind of led me to wanting to feelings for me that felt like something that I could relate to as a young person and it you know led, led to wanting to find out more about those types of things. So life. you did you independently start going to art houses on your own? When I yeah when I got a car uh, uh-huh. like in the same way that I would go with my mom uh, like I wouldn't know what anything was I just knew which theaters showed. And you would just movie, like just, would just see anything? Go. well it seems it seems pretty apparent like on your on your records that (laughs) that you know this 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 has been a part of your life movies generally are a massive 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 shushu would not exist without them i mean the the name aside uh right right one of the you know primary influences on aesthetic from the beginning and, and to now yeah um do you have kind of like i mean there's um Angel Guts Red Classroom. For those of you who are listening, Angel Guts Red Classroom is a Shushu record. Um, would you uh, want to talk about why that film? Is it just because that film was so extreme that you named the record that? It, it had it had not a whole lot to do with the movie itself. Uh-huh. Um, it had more to do with the timing of when and where. Uh, at, at that movie, I saw with Angela Saws. So my long-term bandmate, uh, when and where we saw it. Um, I mean, first of all, it's just like the title is just that shit. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Uh, so uh, we had been living in North Carolina in a small city there called Durham, and it did not go well at all. It was not the right fit. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we both grew up in Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, and uh she, we're best friends, and she was going to law school there. And I figured, well, you know, I'll give, I had played there a couple of times, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll try something new. Uh-huh. But I went there, and I like immediately fucking hated it. But was kind of like financially stuck there, like I didn't have enough money to move back. And she was going to school, so I mean, she couldn't go back. And I figured I would just tough it out. So I was there for four years, which is a long time to live in a place you hate. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and so we. And then she finished finished the school. We both moved back to Los Angeles, and um, within a couple days of moving back, um, uh, very very sadly, there's a I'm sure you know about this, but there's a movie theater called that used to uh, called Cine Family that closed yep. a couple years ago, sadly. Yeah. But they would, you know, uh, that was they the would spot, have very man. very short runs, <laughs> yeah. of incredibly extreme and exciting movies. Oh, what's that? Sorry. It was just the, the, my favorite curation in the city. Well, there's an it's a new theater now, uh, but um, I don't know. I don't want to talk well, on anything. But <laughs> okay, you probably know more about it than I do. Anyway, very very sadly, this this long term, fantastically curated uh, movie. 
movie theater. I mean, you know, sometimes they would only show movies or one night, or you know, sometimes it'd be for a week or something. Yeah. But it would. I mean, you could you could count on seeing something that you never would have heard of there. Yep. Um, and it would surprise you tremendously. Um, and it was haunted. Anyway, so. Pardon? It was haunted. Apparently, there's a bunch of like ghosts hanging oh, around and stuff. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> kind of glad I didn't know that. Out of <laughs> um, but I would go back and do something of it. Uh, anyway, so uh, well, a couple of days after we came back, we moved back to Los Angeles. Uh, that movie was playing, mm-hmm. and we didn't know what it was. We just, you know, we're just re- so excited to be back in LA. Um, and we looked at the title and we thought, "Oh, this looks. What could this possibly be?" <laughs> you know, and just excited that there were, you know, like. 35 movies, you know, showing that we would want to see, whereas in, in Durham, I mean, I would see, I saw every Harry Potter movie, you know, just because there was nothing else to do, and it was, <laughs> it was just such, it was such an incredible uh, sort of clinging of the slate to be able to go to see a movie that I thought could be meaningful to me and exciting. Um, uh, and I had never, I had never been to Santa Family before when I was a kid, I never went there. Um, Although I did go to high school across the street, but I didn't know it. I didn't know. Oh, that's it where you went to high school. Oh, that's funny. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Um, uh, anyway, so we saw this movie, and it is it, 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 a, a, a kind of like violent, surrealistic, kind of like magical realism. Sex. Okay. Uh, porno, it's like a. I know. I know. In the description, it's like it says porn, but I. <laughs> I mean, it's not porn, like, it's not like a movie that you would get on your knees and jerk off to, necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, I didn't find it, I mean, I, and I mean, I have a pretty wide palate sexually. I didn't find it titillating, but it's certainly <laughs> very sexual. There's a lot of graphic sex in it. Uh-huh. But it's, present, it's presented not in a particularly sexy way, <laughs> I uh-huh. suppose. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I mean, we we uh, we decided to name the, the that record that because that record is a lot about almost entirely about uh, Los Angeles, um, and it was kind of our you know our reintroduction into kind of basically coming home. I mean, the record is not about that, but our connection to the movie is uh, okay. Okay, yeah. More to do with its its extreme nature, and it's sort of you know. Uh, reopening a door to a city that is that, that we have a, a deep connection to. Naming the band after she's just a girl was very different than naming this record after Angel Best Request. Uh-huh. Naming the band after Shushu was about relating to that movie specifically. Right. Naming the band after Angel Best Request has to do with just the, the intensity of the title and the feeling of the movie and more about when we saw it. Yeah, I mean, it feels like... I mean, I, I love that. I, I love, like... I mean, you know, that's... I think that's where your fan base really comes from is just like your your brutal honesty. So it's like when you're when you're naming things after after films like that, it's like I I would rather have it be just like completely honest to yourself rather than just like this movie, you know, influence the sound and because it's like at that point it's like it's not even really that interesting. Well, that, I mean, I don't know, doing that kind of stuff is not unique for me in any way. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In his case, it does not apply. Um, I mean, I, I, I thoroughly admit to being a pretentious snob, um, but 
<laughs> yeah, sure. A, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it's like, so you named like off um, Girl with a Basket of Fruit, the final track is Normal Love. And, you know, it's like, if if you know Jack Jack Smith, you understand that that's a reference to, to him. But it's also like the song yeah. isn't isn't like, you know, mentioning Jack Smith in any way. It's it's obviously a very personal uh, song. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we, well, it's, it, it's a, I, but because I just admitted that I'm a pretentious snob, I'm now trying to answer the least <laughs> pretentiously snobby way possible. Um, it is a regular practice of ours to, um, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do just that. We'll, we'll take a reference to something uh, that doesn't necessarily specifically have to do with the song but in a roundabout way, it may have to do with the idea of the band or mm. the, 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 the feeling of, uh, you know, of things we've done in the past. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's like if you're watching like a Jack Smith film, it's like, it's to me, it's like the same kind of, you know, uh, just like no like hold kind of that, that Shoe Shoes music has. Um it's like the same energy. I, I, that's that's a very nice, that's an incredible compliment. I, as I'm a big Jackson fan. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, he means a lot uh, to me too. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I, I think that, that that's where the idea behind doing something like that would be. It, it's 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 an homage to. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I had even really heard Jackson until the band had existed for ten years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine uh, named Jonathan Berger introduced me to him, um, and then uh, then I. You know, then I realized that there was a lot about what he was doing that that uh, was very incredibly exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and so it's 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 as much an homage to. I'm I think I'm just kind of reiterating what you what you said. I mean, naming that song Jack Smith, even I mean after a Jack Smith movie, even though the song itself doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, but Jack Smith very much has to do with what makes sense to us as musicians. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something that we will we'll, we'll do a lot. Title may or may not have something to do specifically with the song, but we'll have something to do specifically with something that is uh, close to us. I mean, it, it's almost, I guess... It's like, a very, like an incredibly short poem. Totally, totally, yeah. And like the, the playful violence of his films, you know, it's just... It, they go hand but in yeah, hand. Yeah, you know, or just his... Uh, Kind of a chaotic fearlessness of chaos, but it does. But it, it, nothing ever seems meaningless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, the chaos all has a reason, but it doesn't seem overly worked. Yeah. Um, which is something that I would aspire to, considering I overwork shit to death. Um, but <laughs> wanting to not overwork something is uh, is certainly something that I would be in. Uh, I mean, you know, as as much as you probably like do overwork things like in the studio, like I think the final product like really does sound like a like an orchestrated chaos though. <laughs> like which That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's I think that's like what he was dealing with too, you know. And uh you know, just I'm sure he put an extraordinary amount of thought into what he was doing. Totally, it totally. Work I mean, no one gets lucky that many times in a row just getting shit together. Yeah, just like uh, playing with their friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have 
absolutely was, was uh, open open to surprises. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any like films that you like come back to if you want to feel happy or you're trying to get inspiration? Like comfort films, maybe. Uh, or discomfort. <laughs> I certainly, I mean, like everyone else in the entire world who wears black clothes, I rewatch David Lynch movies a lot. I'm, that's not a particularly interesting answer. Oh, um, oh, oh uh, yeah, of course. I, my life, I, <laughs> my life wouldn't exist without him. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the um, same way. <laughs> I, I think it, I, there's not a lot other than David Lynch there's not a lot of movies that I will watch more than one once or twice largely because there's so many movies I want to see yeah yeah um, I'm kind of the same and, way you know, there's only so many hours in the day um, you know although I I mean I've watched Twin Peaks all three seasons you know at least four or five times yeah <laughs> um and I, I'm sure I've seen every movie, although I've never, somehow I've never seen Elephant Man. Oh, uh, I've seen every other movie Jamie. At, at least five times. You have to see Elephant Man. Um, it was just... Know, re- leaving the Criterion. Yeah, it just know, got reissued. Uh, this month. So, uh, yeah, so it's on it's on my list. I mean, I'll have to watch it before the end of the month. Because <laughs> these movies are really difficult to find. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's surprising, like, considering how popular. I'm sure he keeps a really tight hold on them, which I don't blame him for. Uh-huh. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I you... think other, than, other than David Lynch, there's not a lot of stuff. I mean, there's certainly movies that you know I might have seen once 15 years ago that are still incredibly present in my consciousness. Um, I mean, I'm sure I don't remember them accurately at all. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like a skewed I mean, memory. Other than, like a skewed memory of them. Yeah, you know, or I, you know, or I, I, I think I remember what they meant to me, um, and you know, as things obviously do over time. I'm sure that's tremendously warped. If I mean, if you open the I think, your Twin Peaks record, it you you say like in the linear notes that like you're on bended knees, thanking David Lynch. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, the truth would not exist in any way. Wow. Without David Lynch, uh, I mean, and, and so far, uh, particularly, uh, not all of his movies do this, and I don't mean this as, as, as like they should, but the way. Twin Peaks really deeply influenced Shishu insofar as uh, um, the menace in the air. Incredibly strange. Pardon? Like just the kind of menace oh. in the air of Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, like it, it, it's incredibly dark. It's incredibly strange. Uh, but it also it, it plays with both linearity and surrealism. Mm-hmm. Like there's a story. Mm-hmm. But it at times it comes together and at times it doesn't come together. And it's also and it's kind of you know there's a really strange sexuality to it, but it's also really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also very sweet in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know at the at the time that the band was first starting, it was the first time I had watched the season, and that having all of those things happen at the same time was something that I really wanted to try to do musically. You know, and we or fail to whatever degree but um, I mean, that that constant approach has uh, been absolutely invaluable for us as, as, a, as a means of, uh, of, a, of approaching uh, uh, 
yeah, in I mean, almost every way. Twin Peaks truly is like really just the full spectrum of human emotions, just like crammed into yeah. like you know <laughs> like three quick seasons, you know. Um, and that's really what your music is too, in <laughs> in a way, like. Well, I, it, you know, it's not I mean, surprising thanks, to me. Thanks to David Lynch. I mean, any, any yeah. anything that we've anything we've done is because of that. It's because of that. Do you have that like a early incredibly uh, long movie? <laughs> What's that? Do you have like an early um, memory of your first experience with with watching a David Lynch film? Oh yeah, really profoundly because it's not the coolest memory. <laughs> Again, not being <laughs> totally well supervised as a child. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it is long gone, but there there used to be this discount movie theater in the valley on Reseda called the Pepper Tree. Uh, that uh, now is a grocery store, um, but you know they they show movies that had been you know that were like six months old, and you could go for like a two dollars or whatever it was. I can't remember, but you mm-hmm. know something that a child could afford to see. This was before I drove. So I don't know how I got there, and I was with my younger brother, who was very young, <laughs> and uh, we walked into the theater, and there was, you know, I mean, teenagers ran it, so they could give a fuck, um, and, you know, we thought, okay, Firewalk with me was playing, we're like, oh, uh-huh, I wonder what that is, so we go up, and <laughs> there's no one to sell us the ticket. It's a funny first so one to see. In, and there was, like, no one was in the lobby at all, no halfway through Firewalk with me. Um, <laughs> Where it gets really brutal. <laughs> and, you, know, you know, my, my brother, you know, I, I can't remember how old we were, but I mean, he was like, he would have been like six or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was, he was a, a, a child. Like, no, like an absolute child. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we, you know, we sat there watching <laughs> you know, both of us, uh, I'd like too scared. To, and it was, the movie was about halfway done. So you uh, hadn't seen Twin Peaks before? Like, the, to leave. you just started What's with, that? you just started with Firewalk with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but as a kid, you know, I mean, I had no idea who <laughs> any of, you know, who David Lynch was or right. who Twin Peaks was. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, I, I would hear, you know, it was in, mentioned in pop culture a lot, but I was kind of too young to really uh-huh. totally understand. Uh-huh. I mean, I was 12 or something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so if I was 12, my brother would have been six. Uh, and, you know, not, uh, you know, and, and then later, you know, as when I, when I came across it, I was like, oh my God, you know, I saw fire over me and I, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I remember seeing this in the wrongest possible way. <laughs> uh, so that was my introduction. Uh, and then uh, when I was uh, maybe 18 or 19, a friend of mine uh, brought over Wild at Heart. And I had heard the title, but I, I didn't know, I didn't really know who David Lynch was yet. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Wild at Heart sounds like a romantic comedy, which was not my vibe. And he was like, no, 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 you're going to love it. Kind of is. <laughs> like, oh, man, I don't want to watch this shit. What is this? And he showed it to me. I was like, oh, my God. Ah, you know, <laughs> and then, the metal from music. From then on, I, yeah, I devotedly watched everything. And then I, then I saw Firewalk and I was like, oh, shit, this. I remember this. Oh, God. Um, 
it was it was it was immediate. You know, at, after I saw Wild at Heart, I yeah. saw everything I could get my hands on. Has he has he ever acknowledged like your Twin Peak record? Oh yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been not a lot, but he's been really really cool about it. Uh, you know, I mean, he's obviously hugely famous and has no time for fucking acts like us. So <laughs> the person who set up the record and us being able to do it. We talked to him a lot. This uh, curator named Jose is a wonderful person. Uh-huh. So we talked with him a lot, and, uh, and he he mentioned that that he liked it. And we we did get to meet him and Angelo Badalamente very briefly, and they oh, were wow. extraordinarily gracious and nice about it. Um, he asked us to play the first festival of disruption, playing uh, some uh, some songs from the, you know, like we had we did a record of twenty covers, and uh, we we opened the show playing uh, three or four songs got asked to do it before the third season was announced. Oh, so um, all the Twin Peaks so hype we was back? All, all the Twin Peaks hype was, like, coming back? Yeah, 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 like, at exactly the time. I mean, it was just a complete stroke of luck for us. Yeah. Um, that, that we had worked out this record instead of music. You know, there was a, a, a retrospective of David Lynch's visual art at a museum in Australia. That's where Jose de Silva used to curate uh, he asked us to come and do it, and and right after that museum show uh, um, was put on, then the third series—I mean, the, the third season was announced. Um, so it, it, it couldn't—the timing for us could not have been better. What are you? Are you? Are you watching anything right now? Like just kind of like film-wise, like during quarantine and stuff. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been. I mean, I have the Criterion Channel and movie, um, so I'll watch stuff on that. And then, you know, just whatever kind of mind-erasing garbage series that people watch, because, you know, it's a terrifying <laughs> time to be alive, and sometimes it's a good idea to watch something trashy. Right. Um, you were binging The Office? Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, my bandmate, Angela, is equally into movies um but our schedules are super different um so uh you know there's generally something on but very rarely do we get a chance to watch something together um but between between the both of us we'll we'll see something uh curious movies are probably a bigger influence on what we're doing than music is if i'm stuck for an inspiration or what to do next uh Eight out of ten times, I'll turn to cinema versus records. Um, it may be because I've just listened to records longer. This depresses me tremendously, but music in the last probably fifteen or twenty years has become pretty crappy. Uh, yeah, and new music, <laughs> um, which you know, I have heard this from people of all ages. It's not because I'm forty-two. An old grump. The case. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's not because I'm an old grump. Friends of mine who are twenty are just like, oh my god, why does music suck so much? Yeah. Um, but you know, so there's there are less new things for at least for me, for my taste. For there are less new things for me to discover in music um, versus in, in movies. I mean, obviously, I still completely obsessed with it, devoted to music, and uh, you know, I haven't I haven't lost my faith in it. It's going through a weird period for new music, but there's you know, luckily. Four thousand, you know, that's been recorded was written four thousand years ago. So, you know, there's a lot 
know, there's just there's, there's I know I don't know anything about movies. I see a lot of movies, um, but I think I purposely am just trying to be a fan and not trying to um, turn it into work in any way. Yeah, uh, or turn it into a pursuit. Yeah, um, and I think because there's a, a freedom to my interest in movies, it the inspiration is more sparkly and more electric than it is with uh, with music. There's a lot of baggage with me and music. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's productive, and sometimes it just it makes it hard to uh, feel free uh, with it. Um, but that is absolutely the case with movies. Um, I, You know, for obvious reasons, because I, you know, when in almost every interview you see movies come up, so it gets asked a lot of people want to do a movie, and I think I would absolutely, I would feel like I would ruin getting to be a fan. Uh, if I uh, picked up the camera, if I saw it from, yeah, from the other side, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the I'm the exact uh, opposite way. Like, I I'm a filmmaker, but I don't look really. I right. mean, I I look yeah, at music. Film, the film you showed me that you did is wonderful. It's really oh, great. thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> um, I know I wrote and said that I liked it, but I just want the same person. I mean, thing. I mean, it's I mean, your music is a huge influence, and but that's what I mean. It's like I listen to music and I kind of like make the 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 visuals come um but if you're if if you feel kind of bored with music do you um it's not it's not that i feel bored by it <laughs> if i feel and no i mean i feel in no way am i bored with music but i feel less surprised by it sure um but are there because, movies I mean, right now because you know i mean i you know i mean i work on music every day for like eight hours and you know um if i watched movies every day for eight hours, I'd be less surprised by them, you know, but I watch movies every day for one hour, you know, so it's not that they're boring, it's just that I know the inner workings of music a lot more intimately than I do movies, so the, the, there's yeah. less of a, of a spark. Do you keep up with, like, contemporary films? Like, is there anything that's exciting you right now that's coming out? Oh, uh, the last year, obviously, music movies are kind of erased, so... yeah. It's hard to say. Um, certainly, I, I mean, when movie theaters are open, I, I go and see a movie every week. You know, I mean, and luckily, although the Family decided to close, I mean, there's still nine or ten, you know, cool movie theaters in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, movie is good, and you know, and that probably twenty percent of it is stuff that was made in the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, so, so that that can be exciting. I did. I did just. One new thing called the Alchemist Cookbook that I thought was really cool. Um, I don't, I don't, I get, I, I, I know I said I was earlier that I'm scared of ghosts, but like I'm really scared of ghosts. Like I can't watch horror movies; they <laughs> freak me out so much. And the Alchemist Cookbook is essentially a horror movie. Um, uh-huh. which normally, I don't have the stomach to watch, but it was. There were so many things about it that I could relate to, in so far as aspects of the occult and sort of extreme swings in mental health and solitude. Um, and trying to work through all of those things through some sort of uh, creative pursuit, um, I uh, I felt a real deep connection to the movie, even though it was very scary at times. Hard for me to watch. <laughs> okay. Yes. I. Uh, the answer is yes. I'm still working. I'm still going to new movies. Okay. Sure. Cool. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so, do new movies excite you more than new music? Oh, I mean, it's not that new music doesn't excite me. It's just that 
shitty music aggravates me. Um, <laughs> yeah. If sure. something is new and it's great, sure. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. Um, it's just that there are more new good movies than there are new good records in the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Um, or, or so. Uh, it's not that it's not that I don't love music. I absolutely love music. I love music more than anything. Of course. Um, I just, uh, you know, it's been letting me down. That music has not been letting me down. Um, the people around you. <laughs> the fellow musicians. Life, life, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the second episode of Synchronic Cinema. Uh, New Year. A lot of exciting things are going to be happening on the Dancing Fireman label. So keep your eye out. Uh, we've been working uh, behind the scenes on a lot of stuff that we're excited to show everyone. And I think 2021 is going to be a really uh, prolific year on this label. So, and as far as the podcast goes, I will have a new one up next month and the month after that and the month after that. And we'll see how long I can go before I lose my mind. All right, guys. See you next month. Bye.